the boost deal? Yeah, boost the um, boost the the overall volume after we finish recording or something. I don't know. We're not voice professionals. No. Maybe if we were, then things would be different. I mean, when you look up advice online, they're just like, just do it. Just do it. Just go for it. Just keep trying. If you're stuff. in a fight and you're losing, try winning instead. <laughs> Oh, no. That's actually kind of thematic for the episode. I know. I thought you were going for a thematic thing. <laughs> well, shall I? Uh, is it my turn? It is your turn to intro. Okay. Hello and welcome to Podventures and Odyssey. I'm Tatiana. I'm Emily. Every week we re-listen to an episode of Adventures and Odyssey and then sit down to recap and discuss. We're going in album order and um, today we are on... Album three! Yay! A milestone! I know. I mean, every album's gonna feel like a milestone until we hit, like, album 20, 30. (laughs) Then we'll be like... Then it'll just be every 10. I have a feeling we're gonna, like, throw a little party every time. (laughs) Like we just did. Although we almost do that every episode. We're gonna have to stop congratulating ourselves at some point. Uh, someday. Someday. Um, so we're we're doing the episode Mike Makes Right, which leads into uh, podcast housekeeping, uh-huh. a new tradition. So in in the album as it was originally released on cassette, Mike Makes Right is I think the third episode in the album. Yeah, that's correct. So we looked on the app, comparing the app, uh, the Adventures in Odyssey app, with the album, which I still have on cassette, and. They're a little bit rearranged, and I want to say that it'll never be plot-relevant or anything, mm-hmm. but if you are, like, trying to re-listen with us, I think what we're going to do from now on is at the end of each episode, we'll just announce what episode we're going to cover next week. Yeah, I think that's probably the surest way to make sure everyone is actually listening in the correct order, because mm-hmm. this does happen from time to time. Yeah, and um, I think... We're, we've settled on going with the app order because I'm assuming most people are probably listening on the Odyssey app these days. That's what I would assume too. If you still have cassettes, good on you. If they're on not you. a jumbled mess <laughs> like many of ours are now. Get your pencils out and stick them in the little scary holes. If you don't listen to cassette, then that sounds like an insane piece of advice, but I promise you it's sincere. And if the magnetic strips are wearing thin, um, it's nothing you can do. Yeah, that those are the death throes of a cassette tape. This is a 90s retro podcast. <laughs> it is not. Um, okay, shall we, shall we dive in? Well, first, we gotta talk about the difference in album titles. Um, so, in the app, this episode has been, or this episode, this album, has been renamed Heroes, which I think is the title of one of the episodes. Yeah. There are a lot of Odyssey albums that could be named Heroes, I feel like. I almost feel like there is a later one that has a very similar name Mm, mm -hmm. in the new rebooted era, but... Oh, really? I'd have to check. Okay, well, the original title... I think the original titles are a lot more fun. And this one is Secrets, Surprises, and Sensational Stories. They like to be alliterative. Yeah, they're all... Maybe they just, at a certain point, they were like, we can't keep this up. Maybe they ran out of words. A terrible thing to experience. <laughs> okay, anyhow, I think that's the end of our housekeeping. No more housekeeping, but do we have a voice actor alert? <gasps> we do. Should we kick it off? This episode, Mike makes right. 
starts with Chris and a character who is named Mike, but is actually Jimmy. <laughs> Which I had to wonder because Jimmy's already been in multiple Odyssey episodes, hasn't he? He's been in, I think he's just been introduced. Family vacation. Yeah, and I think that was it. The Jimmy Diaries, and then, that, that's our name for the episode, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was another one. Um, is that it? That's it for album two. And the thing is, if you were listening, like, as these were originally airing, you might not know that Jimmy's gonna come back, so you might just assume that, much like the bully in this episode, this kid is just going to voice random kids forever. Because the bully is also the voice of, like, many other kids in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the Chris lead-in is, like, a typical, right? Where she's just, like, it's school in Odyssey. Gotta love recess. Pretty much. Just like, hey, let's go and zoom in on these kids on the playground. Oh, yeah, and she says that's the best part of school is recess. Do you agree? No. <laughs> Nerd. Hey. What did you like instead? I liked English class and math class. I liked um, when the teacher would read us stories from a book and we would all just draw with markers at our desks. That's also cool. I realize now that what I liked about school was the closest approximation to me listening to Odyssey in my bedroom at home. (laughs) I just want to hear someone tell me a story while I do something else. I mean, that basically describes what work life is now. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, when you've got mindless tasks, you just pop on a podcast. If you're at work right now, hello. Hi. Okay, yeah, that's fun. I'm sorry I called you a nerd. I was a nerd, too. (laughs) It was done in uh, love. Uh, so we get introduced to Mike, who, as we said, is voiced by Jimmy. And I realized that this could have been a Jimmy episode, except that the title is a pun. So the character had to be named Mike. Or something close to that. Yeah, something close to the word might for might makes right. What are other names that sound like that? The only thing that came to mind was Spike, and that sounds too much like a bully name. Yeah, Spike is kind of a bully name. Spike makes it right. That's also, like, maybe a, just a stretch too far. <laughs> it helps that it is the same alliterative letter. I don't know why I didn't just say the letter M. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Off at a lightning speed, as always. Yeah. Zoom, zoom. I guess what we're zooming into on the playground is a fight going down between... The school bully, Mm -hmm. Billy Barton? Yeah. And some poor kid named Donnie Holmond, who I guess bumped into him or got bumped into by Billy. It seems like you just gotta look at this kid wrong and he'll beat you up. Mm Mm-hmm. And we encounter also Freddy, who is Mike's friend. As Mike approaches this fight, Freddy is commentating like... A, like a TV fight commentator. Like a WWE fight commentator. Yeah, and it's totally a dig at television. You know, that kind of flew over my head, but I think you're right. It's because he he's commentating while this poor kid's getting beat up, and it's like, what's wrong with you, Freddy? And Mike is like, uh, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, you know, commentating, like on TV. Mm. You know, you just gotta tell kids that TV is bad. Every chance you get. Every chance you get. You just have to remind us the TV is bad. 
This is something that Odyssey lets go of later on, we have mentioned in yeah. the past. I don't know when, but at some point before BTV becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where a television pro- program becomes a, like, a type of Odyssey episode. Mm-hmm. Radio doing TV. <laughs> it weirdly works. Surprisingly, it does, yeah. Yeah, in the future. Um, I wonder why they didn't like TV. Why do you think? I mean... People are all up in arms about new technology every yeah. time it comes out. I think what what we learn every time a new technology comes out is that it's a matter of moderation. Mm-hmm. And that everything can be, like, it can be used for good or it can be used for bad. Yeah, like it can if be you, used or abused. Mm-hmm. If you put fun Christian programming on the TV, suddenly TV is okay. I don't mean to sound cynical. I feel like that came across kind of mean. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because growing up with it as part of my life, it seems like a little bit silly to be afraid of it. Kind of similar to the internet. Yeah. But the internet's a dangerous place. And a lot of kids don't know that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyway, that's a huge rabbit trail. That's a big cul-de-sac that I pulled us into for no real reason other than it was kind of curious to think about. Um, Why does Odyssey have it out for TV at the beginning? (laughs) Anyhow... This match is going on, and what happens that makes Billy decide that he's going after Mike? Well, Mike interferes. He decides that he can't just stand by and watch some poor kid get beat up, and Mm -hmm. so he's like, hey, hey you. Mm -hmm. I think he calls him Neanderthal Brain, and that's the thing that finally gets him to, like, turn on him. Uh Uh-huh. But he does continue beating up Donnie, right? Or he lets Donnie go. He beats him up a little bit more, and then he's like, you had enough? And he's like, I had enough before we started. <laughs> this this episode is weirdly full of one-liners. I know, I was thinking the same thing. After a certain point, yeah, it becomes, like, overwhelming just the number of one-liners that these kids are dropping. It's funny, and I don't know why they chose to write it that way. Everybody is just really glib and has lots of gallows humor. I mean, it's a fun choice. It is a fun choice. Uh, but I guess after everyone disperses, because Billy's like, all right, stop staring at me. I'm done here. Fight's over. He looks at Mike and is like, hey, bring a bun and mustard tomorrow. Why? Because I'm going to turn you into hamburger. I take issue with this line. <laughs> My first thought was hot dog. Ye- yeah, exactly, because bun mustard. plus mustard equals hot dog. Bun plus mustard does not equal hamburger. Yeah. You put ketchup on a hamburger. And mustard on a hot dog. Mm-hmm. And that's the rules. <laughs> I think it's after this point that Freddy and Mike have, the, what, they head over to wit- Wit's End? Is that yeah, it? I think that the scene basically ends with uh, Billy saying, like, I'm going to beat you up tomorrow, so that's our appointment. And yeah, we cut to wit's end, and uh, Mr. Whitaker gives Freddie and Mike free sundaes, or free milkshakes? Free milkshakes, I oh, think. Oh, okay. These are important details. If he gives them a free sundae, it's a free sundae. Free milkshake, it's a free milkshake. Don't get them mixed up. Don't write us an email about this. We know. <laughs> we know we, I said it wrong at first. Our memories are iron traps. Oh my gosh, I've already forgotten, like basically everything. I'm just looking at my notes. 
To be fair, we had to sound test a little bit before this episode. Yeah. Because new laptop. New apartment, new laptop, new everything. It's a crazy time in life. New album. Hey. <laughs> Silver lining. Freddie is explaining how this is just the way life is. Every school has a bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that all kind of interesting. So the, the reason Mr. Whittaker gives them free milkshakes is uh, because he heard about what happened and um, he is proud of the way that Mike responded. Oh, right. And all of this conversation, I don't actually remember the exact order in which all these things happen, but I just find it interesting that this episode doesn't really address bullying. I feel like if this episode came later in Odyssey, they would have a little bit more of a nuanced take on it. At least the things that Mr. Whitaker said would have been different. Mm -hmm. Because this episode doesn't really go to lengths to explain why a bully might be a bully, aside from the way that it happens for Mike. Spoilers for the whole episode. Oh, yeah. Although, Wit does have, like, a conversation with Mike about, like, hey, well, you could talk him down. Mm-hmm. And Mike is like, you don't know him. And he's like, well, I don't know him. But it's kind of implied that he's thinking people are rational mm-hmm. and there's probably a reason he is this way and he's not just... A bloodthirsty little, mm-hmm. what, second grader? Third grader? Yeah, they sound really young. Yeah, I mean, it was good that, yeah, that was the thing that struck me as Mr. Whitaker admits, like, no, I don't know him, that's true. And at a certain point, he says, maybe I should talk to his father. And it's like, I think later on, Odyssey handles this kind of subject differently mm-hmm. and better. But it's interesting to now thinking that uh, Odyssey has a consistent bully character later on who is like a comedy character, big time. Yeah, it's But also like an incredibly serious bully in terms of the things that he does to people. I know, and now I want to talk about him, but we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No, we won't get ahead of ourselves, but it's kind of making me think that what, what it is is the difference between like a bully as a character and a bully as a trope. Oh. And, like, in fiction, especially, I feel like in, like, school stories of the last, like, handful of decades, mm-hmm. or, like, the last century even, the bully as a trope is not a person who has reasons for what they do. No, they're just an adversary to stand in the way of your main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically, like, trouble. in elementary school, they want to beat you up. And in high school, they will steal your girlfriend. No, more likely they're already dating the girl, and then you actually want to steal their girlfriend. Who's the victim there? Mm. Can girlfriends be stolen? (laughs) These are not questions to ask or answer today. We are... We are sticking to the path, aren't we? We we seem to want to talk about, like, not this episode. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) No, but I think I, I think I've gotten at like what I was trying to say about the bully in this episode is that it's it's not interested in like why Billy beats people up, and I feel like nowadays it is more likely that people would at least acknowledge the fact that bullies have been bullied themselves, 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 mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, that they have some sort of trauma that they are carrying out on other people. Mm -hmm, Yeah, something in his home life or something else. And this, what this episode really is more like is a, like, rise to power kind of story rather than, like, a am gonna take out my trauma on you. It's more like 
how things play out in the real world when a well-meaning person gains power and then that power goes to their head. Mm -hmm. And gains power through uh, less than savory means. Mm-hmm. Especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I feel like we should not skip the conversation that he has with Mr. Whitaker mm -hmm. in which Whit points out, like, hey, this is kind of relevant to that Bible lesson that we were discussing in Sunday school. Do you remember what it was? And Mike is like, yeah, I'm supposed to love other people more, like, mm -hmm. the way that Jesus loves us, even if it means, like, putting myself at risk. He's like, it's easier when you're teaching it than doing it in real life. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Whitaker says, that is usually how that works with when it comes to faith. Mm -hmm. He says it in a nice way, but it's like a very honest sort of nugget of truth in this episode. Yeah. So like, yeah, learning about faith is usually a lot easier than doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the world does not make it easy to live the way that Christ set an example for us to live. Mm -hmm. So throughout this conversation in Wit's End, this is like so full of quippy one-liners. Yeah. I didn't write any down really. Okay, I wrote one down. I wrote a few down. You did? Okay. Lame some. Uh, I think Wit has, like, some advice on how he can avoid fighting him, uh -huh. and Mike's like, well, better to let it happen while I'm prepared to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Wit also gives him some advice on, like, you do have something better than your fists to solve this problem with, and he's like, hospital insurance? Right. <laughs> like, no, the Bible. Right. And he tells him to, uh, go read the story of... David and Goliath. And Mike's like, oh great, I'll have that read at my funeral. And that's the other one I had written down. <laughs> okay, the one that I wrote down is remember me as I was. Oh, right, when he's faking being sick the next morning. Oh yeah, yeah, that is in the next conversation. Um, so Mr. Whitaker, yeah, advises him to read the story of David and Goliath, and I think that might be where they, no, that's not, is that where they leave it? Uh, I think that's where they leave it. Mm-hmm. He advises him to try to talk to the bully and avoid violence if possible. Which I think it's funny that he asks him to read David and Goliath, assuming that's what he was talking about here. Because uh -huh. I know it comes up later, I don't remember if that was the same thing they had earlier. Um, yeah, it is, he told him. Okay. It's, it's an interesting choice because David definitely solves that problem with violence. True. Very true. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting point, I don't know, is there more to say about that? Um, just that I think I would have picked a verse from the New Testament, probably, that has more to do with, like, turning the other cheek, or... I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, come to think of it, it is kind of... The way that they tie David and Goliath in later on didn't 100% make sense to me, but we can circle back to that, because yeah, I have yeah. thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll circle back. Okay, so the advice has been given. Mike, the next morning, doesn't want to go to school and his mom is like, okay, either you're going to get dressed and go to school or you're getting dressed to go to the doctor. So which is it? Mm -hmm. And then he picks school and that's, that's when he tells his mom, take a good look at me so you can remember me as I was. And then the mom is like, is something going on? If you're a mom and your kid says, take a good look at me so you can remember me as I was, what do you do? Please email us at podventuresandodyssey at gmail.com. We want to know how you would react. <laughs> yeah, genuinely tell us what you would do. And also, like, 
in a rhetorical sense, like, would you not, would you not make your kid tell you what was going on? Yeah. I feel like at a certain age, I think Mike is young enough that that statement wouldn't, wouldn't go past. But this is the 80s, so. Who knows? Who knows? It was before our time. And I feel like the 80s, like, at least in, in media and things, are kind of known for parents being a little bit more hands-off. And, like, the parent-child relationship being a little bit more, like, distanced. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't strike me as too weird, but it's also, like, contrived for the episode. Because he has to go to school mm-hmm. for the story. And it occurs to me now, too, that this entire scene is unnecessary. It is. And, um, yeah, it's not thematic because it's not about asking for help or anything where, like, Mike fails to get his mom involved. It really doesn't advance the plot. And I think this is, like, a hallmark of certain earlier episodes that uh, they take the same amount of time as later episodes, but later episodes will have, like, a full-on A plot and a full-on B plot and sometimes a C plot. So there's no filler. There is no... Yeah, I know. And it's like, how do you manage to have the episode be 20 minutes long? 20 to 25. And... This is how. And, yeah, this is how. I guess you just have scenes that don't add to the plot, or you have scenes that just go on for a long time, because I think a lot of the earlier scene is taken up with Freddy commentating, and that's not super necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the writers get more efficient later on, and Odyssey gets way more complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also... It occurred to me he says he was prepared to die in the previous <laughs> scene, and now he's pretending to be sick. It doesn't quite. Yeah, follow. like he's well, he's still trying to get out of it, yeah. which also isn't thematic or relevant to the lesson that he's learning. Nope. Um. So, but basically, nobody he doesn't tell his mom, and that moment of him not telling his mom seems like it should be a character moment, or it seems like it should be important, but it kind of isn't. Um. I wonder if there will be a discussion question about it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. We'll find out. So he shows up at school, mm-hmm. and he's been going around all day and hasn't seen the bully. Mm-hmm. So he's like, maybe he moved away. Yeah, Freddy is like, you're off the hook. He's not here. And then uh, that's when Billy arrives. And this this little conceit of storytelling is also unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It, it's to keep up tension, I suppose. Yeah, it's like, or maybe he just played hooky. Mm-hmm. So they, I guess essentially they, they fight. Mm-hmm. A crowd gathers around. He takes around. his glasses off. Right. It's like, Do good. Mm-hmm. That way I won't see the damage. <laughs> Once again, with those one-liners. Uh, they, they fight, and uh, I think they start the fight with... Um, Mike shouting help. Yeah, <laughs> although I think right before that he actually follows Mr. Whitaker's advice by trying to talk Billy out of it. That's right. He does try to talk him down. Mm-hmm. So that was good. He he tries. He does follow advice and he does his best. And after he tries and the fight starts, he continues to try to not use violence by <laughs> screaming help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he screams help and then he tries to run away. The fight or flight. Yeah. And when he can't do that because of the crowd, I guess, mm-hmm. um, he's just dodging punches as best he can, and I had trouble picturing this, but that's fine. Yeah. If somebody's right in front of you trying to punch you, I don't know. I was picturing the uh, the scene from Spider-Man, first movie with <laughs> Tobey Maguire, yeah. where he's, like, dodging the punches. But if you have super speed, then... <laughs> if you have a spidey sense to know where the punches are gonna be. It's a little different. Yeah. This is not that kind of origin story. No. 
this is a villain origin story. Uh, because the thing that uh, finally gets Mike to throw a punch is when Billy tears his shirt and Mike yells, my grandma gave me this for Christmas. He's so mad. My mom is gonna kill me for coming home with a torn shirt. Yeah, and that's like when he when he yells these things, fight music starts. And it's actually really good fight music. <laughs> I liked it. It did a good job. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, we're we're hearing all of this through sound effects and Freddie commentating, but essentially, Mike just closes his eyes and starts swinging wildly until he punches Billy in the nose, and then Billy's got a bloody nose. And uh, starts crying, and they're like, I'm gonna tell my dad on you, well, I'm gonna tell my mom on you, and it's like very childish. And that's what made me think they were like second graders. Yeah, they're little. And um, that's how it ends. That's how the fight ends. And Freddy comes up to him at the end of the fight, like a commentator, and is like, Do you have anything to say? How are you feeling right now? And he just says, He tore my shirt. Yeah. Now, this is the point in the episode at which I expected a cheering crowd. Do they cheer for him at this point? There might be general cheering going on in the background, but this is when we cut to Chris. This is when we cut to Chris, and Chris says, Uh-oh. <laughs> As if, like, something horrible has just happened, and I find that odd because, I mean, it didn't really... It didn't read that way in the moment. Exactly. It reads as like, well, he, I mean, maybe he shouldn't have started swinging wildly and stuff because he got mad. Mm -hmm. It was almost self-defense. It's kind of like the reason why we're supposed to know that this is a bad character development is because I guess it was spurred out of anger. I guess. Because it wasn't like self-defense Really? Mm-mm. I mean, the, the the omniscient writers know that this is going to lead to Mike becoming a bully eventually, but, like, we don't know that. That's not mm -hmm. been too heavily implied by the story to this point. So Especially because it doesn't really jive with his character. Yeah, who... Like, who he is as a person. Yeah, because he was defending a kid, like they learned in Sunday school. He felt so bad for someone else that he decided to step in. And that got him into this situation. So, yeah, Chris just gives a big ol' uh-oh, and then we come back after the break, and this is where the trouble... Really starts? Yeah, I feel like this is where it becomes clear to the audience what exactly the trouble is going to be. Mm -hmm. Because um, they're at wit's end, and Freddy keeps calling Mike Magnificent Mike. And talking about how amazing it was. Right. And Mike at first is like, oh, stop. Mm-hmm. But he sounds like he's enjoying the attention. Yeah, not too much at first. But, like, more so as Freddy goes on. That's why I thought that it would have made a lot more sense for this change to happen in the crowd scene. And I feel like it usually happens that way because an entire crowd chanting your name is not an experience that most people have regularly. Mm -hmm. A friend talking you up is, like, not as dramatic, mm -hmm. you know? So I expected it to be, like, the previous scene. And that would have made sense for Chris to say, uh-oh, like, this is going to his head kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But as it is, it's just, uh-oh, he just won a fight. <laughs> I don't know. He just fought some kid. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, uh -oh. It's an uh-oh of, like, we know where this is going before we know where this is going. Uh-huh. 
So Mr. Whitaker, I think he first kind of mildly chastises Freddy, like this magnificent Mike thing is a bit much. And it's like Freddy keeps going and that's the point at which Mike has his shift of like, it was pretty great the thing I did. And Wit, meanwhile, is standing there like, mmm. Mm. And then I think some kids are like, Mike, come sit with us. And Freddy's like, yeah, that's magnificent, Mike, to you all. And Mr. Whitaker, bring a... a bring a milkshake. Not a sundae, but a milkshake to <laughs> magnificent Mike. And Wit's like, okay. And then to himself, he's like, I think this is not going in a good direction. This could be trouble for him. This could be trouble for him. I was surprised Wit didn't have more to say to Mike. He kind of, I think he... He tends to sometimes let things happen when he sees that there's nothing more he can do in the moment. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was just leaving it be because he had already kind of said, like, you might want to go easy on the Magnificent Mike thing, and the kids did not follow his advice. Mm -hmm. Maybe he is wiser than I am and knows that these things just have to run their course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how he reacts at the end of the episode when they have their final conversation. Mm -hmm. So here's where I think the, the structure of this episode get like continues to be weird. This also made me realize something about the principal. Oh, what? Hmm. Just that when principal has that conversation with him, I think he has the conversation I was expecting Wit to have with him. Yes. So the, the very next conversation is a conversation with the principal who has called Mike into his office to talk to him about his new behavior. The thing that I thought was weird is in the scene is um, we haven't gotten to see Mike's new behavior at this point. Yeah. We, we have to assume we have cut in time mm -hmm. because um, over the course of however many it's days. Like two weeks. It's like, okay, two weeks. Um, and Mike has apparently had like a major character change that we didn't get to see develop. And, uh, yeah, like you say, the principal is having a conversation with Mike that's a very sort of Mr. Whitaker-type conversation. And it, I just realized in this moment that Wit didn't have this conversation with Mike because he already knew the outcome that the principal receives, which is Mike doesn't listen. Yeah. The principal basically tells Mike, oh, there's a new bully in the school, I have heard, and he goes by Magnificent Mike. And Mike's like, hey, that's me. And the principal's like, yeah, because I've heard that you've been a bully. <laughs> and Mike is, Mike, yeah, Mike doesn't receive it. He's just like, whatever. But the principal tells him, um, pride goes before a fall. Mm -hmm. And Mike says, whatever. It's like, can I go now? <laughs> Teeny tiny voice actor alert that the principal is, um, same actor as Tom Riley, but he's doing the voice of his scary character in The Secret Room. Oh. The case of The Secret Room. So he sounds like a scary bad guy to me. <laughs> I missed that one. Even though he's he's just Tom Riley doing a voice. Same actor. <laughs> so Mike doesn't want to hear it. And the principal, as Mike is leaving, just mutters to himself, he didn't hear a word I said. Mm-hmm. Which is strictly untrue because he recounts a lot of what the principal said. <laughs> yeah, true. Later on, he does repeat it. So I, I wrote this later on as well for a lesson, but... I find it weird that the principal called him in to be like, hey, I miss that Mike Caldwell kid I used to know. And now you're like Magnificent Mike, this bully. And I was thinking, like, why are you not addressing the fact that he's like become violent? 
I mean, maybe he hasn't, but it's kind of implied, like, if you're the school bully, I don't know. We've seen the school bully beating up kids. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed weird to me that when Mike comes in, he's like, am I in trouble? And the principal is like, you don't have to be in trouble to, for me to need to talk to you. And I'm like, I feel like he should be in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you think you're in trouble, you're probably in trouble. Maybe... Maybe he's not beat other kids up at this point. I don't know. It seems like from context that he has, like, been shoving kids around. Mm-hmm. Maybe he hasn't. I don't know. Maybe he's just throwing his weight around. Mm-hmm. In a way that doesn't require the administration to do something stricter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was definitely expecting the principal to... I don't know. There's another interesting line in there that I just remembered, mm. which is that the principal mentions that this all happened with Billy Barton while he was out of town. And Mike oh, yeah. says, well, that's convenient. That's convenient. And the principal is like, yeah, convenient. But now I'm back in town. So I'm talking to you. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird that they're, yeah, they're kind of openly talking about the fact it's good that the principal wasn't around for the fight. And the principal is like, yep, good thing for you. Now we're going to talk about it. No discipline for anyone. I I can't help but wonder, it's like, well, that's convenient. Is that referring to, of course, it's convenient for you that you didn't have to deal with Billy Barton and I had to do it instead? Is that the connotation here? I don't know. It's weird either way. Because if, if, if that's the connotation, then that's like very, very rude. I know. That was my thought. I was like, you can't talk back to your principal. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it's kind of funky. You get a pink slip. <laughs> for bad behavior. I don't even know what the discipline looked like in my school. <laughs> I only knew what it looked like because my, my mom was a teacher. You were you went to smaller school. And I went to a well. smaller school, yeah, you, so... Mm-hmm. You're gonna know someone who got disciplined mm-hmm. when you're in a class of 15... That, that is the end of the principal scene. Mm-hmm. I think, do we immediately go to a scene... In the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. So there's a scene in the hallway where Mike and Freddie are walking together, and Mike is complaining about this conversation that he just had with the principal. His friend Freddie is... Fed up. Yeah. Freddie is behaving like a normal person in this scenario, where his friend Mike has changed into a mean person... And Freddy is still kind of being like, um, well, it was a lucky punch. And Mike is like, no, it wasn't a lucky punch. You don't know what you're talking about. Get out of my way. And in my head, I'm like, Freddy, you're the one who was hyping him up. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah. That's what TV will do to (laughs) you. No, yeah, it is kind of weird that Freddy doesn't, like, regret his actions. I almost feel like there's another episode of Adventures in Odyssey that could be with Freddy as the main character, learning the consequences of, like, hyping people up on violence or something. Yeah. Learning the consequences of, um, I don't know, watching what you say to people. Mm Mm-hmm. The words you use matter. Right. Something on Mm -hmm. that. I don't know. Something like that, but without blaming you for the actions that others take. This is the kind of needle that Odyssey can thread. They do later on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this scene is going on. This this is the scene where we get to see Mike being mean to people. Mm -hmm. I just feel like this scene should have come earlier. Like, cut the scene with his mom and instead 
have a scene of him slowly becoming a, the bully that he currently is. Yeah. That would have been, I think, beneficial to the plot. Mm-hmm. Just, just so that you can see how all of this happens. But I guess the point of the episode is that pride comes before a fall. So all we need to see is pride going before a fall. Which is what happens in this scene. Yep. He ditches Freddy because Freddy is trying to be... Harsh his mellow. Yeah, he's trying to harsh his mellow. When in fact, Mike is the one who is harsh. <laughs> he ditches Freddy and um, bumps into someone, knocks their books out of their hands, and they have a confrontation. And this is how we were introduced to Billy beating up someone for bumping into him. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, Billy was the one who bumped into that kid. Mm-hmm. So now Mike is like, oh, we see how he has become the bully. It's a good parallel, I guess. Yeah, and he's, like, talking to this kid like, hey, watch it. Mm-hmm. And this kid, who is brand new to the mm-hmm. school, doesn't know what happened. He doesn't know him, he doesn't know Billy, and he doesn't care. He's just like, I think you should pick up my books because you knocked them down. And Mike is like, you know who I am. And the other kid is like, I will punch you in the stomach. And then he does. Yep. After, after Mike doesn't back down, the kid punches Mike in the stomach and is like, wow, you're not so tough. And then Freddy immediately is like, Sam, stomach puncher. Yeah. It's stomach punching Sam. And off they go. Mm-hmm. So Freddy is back to being not a cool person. <laughs> yeah. And he's thinking to himself... I'll bet there's a lesson in this somewhere. Okay, yeah, that's what Mike says to himself after this all happens. And I was just thinking, the lesson was explicitly told to you moments ago. Yeah. Yeah, I I wrote down that quote. I bet there's a lesson in this somewhere. Because it's comedic (laughs) at this point. I don't know if it was meant to be. Probably. Everything else has been comedic. Why isn't this as well? Yeah. So... It seems like he kind of does know the lesson, because now we have a conversation with Mr. Whitaker um, back at Wit's End, where he's ordering another milkshake for not an upset. Not a Sunday. Yeah, not a Sunday. Please, mind you, the difference. Very important. He, he's getting his milkshake for an upset stomach. He was like, do you have this, a milkshake for an upset stomach? And I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if a milkshake is what you want. <laughs> when your stomach is upset, especially if you've been punched in the gut. Mm-hmm. Which is what I assumed it was for. Mm-hmm. But then Wit is like, what, are you feeling sick? And he's like, no. No, I got punched. And uh, then they talk about it. And I think Mr. Whittaker says, like, well, I kind of knew this is the direction things were going. And Mike is like, thanks for warning me. Yeah. And Mr. Whittaker says, you wouldn't have listened anyway. Which is true. We mm-hmm. know from the fact that he did not listen to the principal. Yep. And I feel like Mike saying you should have warned me is, like, I don't know. I know that you're, like, a small child, but at the same time, you gotta take some responsibility for becoming a bully. Yeah, like... Like, you should have warned me not to become a bully. Like, surely you realized what path you were on. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a silly it's a silly line, and Mr. Whitaker, I think, handles it well. Mm-hmm. This is one of those moments where Wit doesn't apologize. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I should have told you, or something. I don't know. Wit is always really straight up with children, and I like it. <laughs> you don't sugarcoat no lessons. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he's right. And uh, I think he, he talks to Freddy about this 
this concept of um, there's always somebody tougher, I think is what he says. And that's when he brings in the David and Goliath story. Because mm -hmm. Goliath, who was the big tough guy, got beat by David. Mm -hmm. Who was not explicitly tougher, but he had God on his side, so. Right. And the reason behind it wasn't that uh, David was, like, cooler and better and everything, but it was because it was because he had faith in God. And he was doing it for the right reasons. Right. To defend exactly. his people. So, and this, and also this is where Mike says, uh, oh, yeah, pride goes before a fall. And Mr. Or no, no. Yeah. Is that, he says, he says it? it? Okay, so he says it, and then Mr. Whitaker says that's in the Bible. Yeah, he's like, I'm surprised you know it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and it's it's from Proverbs, and it's pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall, or an arrogant spirit, same, mm -hmm. same difference. Different um, translation. So, I, thinking about it now that David and Goliath has been brought up again, and Mr. Whitaker clarifying, like, this is why I wanted you to read David and Goliath, is because to remember, like, to have faith in God, and, you know, to be sure that you're defending God's causes, and not just your own pride. I... <laughs> Kind of thought that, um, maybe not necessarily that Wit would take it in this direction, but just that it's interesting that David kind of goes through the same cycle. Yeah, like he Dave, does. Like, Goliath is the big bad guy, David defeats him, everybody is chanting David's name, and David replaces Saul as king, and then, like, crashes and burns like you wouldn't believe. I know, I kind of expected Wit to go into that when he was explaining this. I was like, okay, so we have the example here of, like, basically what Mike has already done yeah. by defending the kid, and then we have another example in David's life that would also mirror something that he's gone through, but no, they don't bring it up. No, they don't, and I wonder if it's because they decided that's, like, too far for one episode of a kid's show. Mm-hmm. Too much to pack in or too heavy? Yeah, because, I mean, the David's dynasty is, like, very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it may, I wonder if they didn't want to ruin David as a hero, but that's the thing, is this uh, album is called Heroes, and later on there's an episode about heroes and hero worship. So it's, <laughs> like, still relevant. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a lesson that they shy away from. Just not the lesson that they were going for in this episode. Yeah. Maybe they should have. <laughs> I think at this point, Mike also says, my dad says stuff like this happens to kids so that they can learn a lesson. <laughs> yeah. And what's like, stuff like this happens to adults too. Oh no, you'll <laughs> never escape it. Life. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, um, I also wrote down, in the context of all these lessons and things, like, how about, like, no violence, no bullying, like, yeah. Mike was ready to fight this kid earlier today for no reason other than that he bumped into him, and I feel like being like, oh, you were prideful is true, but if I was talking to a kid Mike's age, I feel like my priority would be more like, you cannot solve your problems with violence, yeah. period, in, in this context. I was surprised that that wasn't the direction this episode took. No hitting. You try to learn it in preschool. But that's not the lesson here. Nope. So yeah, I don't know. It seems like like schoolyard bullying and schoolyard fights more like as a trope rather than treated realistically. Mm -hmm. Although maybe people let it slide. 
there's a lot of stuff in these early times of Odyssey, like the 80s and early 90s. We will get to it later, but there are just certain things that happen that I think, like, heck no, would that slide in the modern times? Like, two or three decades later? I mean, we've already discussed a few things like that. We have, and I feel like there's there's already, like, the whole thing of just kids even going to Wit's End and grabbing milkshakes by themselves and stuff. I don't know, maybe it's different in a small town. It's probably different in a small mm-hmm, town. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's neither here nor there. It's just something that occurred to me as being, like, maybe more important is the fact that Mike was ready to hit somebody in the face over nothing. Yeah. I don't know. It's a real, like, wild character swing. It is. I don't know. It's the sort of thing that I think if this had been about something different, it would have been handled differently. Like, if they had decided to take the time to talk more about, like, here is how a bully is made, mm-hmm. and here is why bullying is not the solution to whatever it is you're trying to prove or take out on people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they would have pulled in as the Bible lesson specifically for that. There's well, a lot of stuff they could have... Here, here well, let's get to like what Chris says about it, because I like what she pulled out of it, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, the passage in Matthew and I think, what else, Luke? Or no? I don't know. I ran out of space in my notes at that point. It's at least in Matthew, and she tells you where these passages are, but um, about how people misuse authority and not just, like, authority, like, in the official sense, but, like, authority, the authority that comes with popularity, which is kind of what Mike has. Like, mm-hmm. he's become sort of a figure in school, and he misuses that because um, he uses his power the way that the world does, and Jesus tells his disciples, like, you do not use your authority and power the way that the world leaders do, mm-hmm. but, like, you need to serve people. And right, the whole servant leadership Servant lesson. leadership, exactly. And I feel like that is, that's a good lesson to pull out of this, yeah. the idea of, like, if you suddenly become super popular, like, what do you get to do with that power? Mike kind of uses it to be a huge jerk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Which made me realize I just had a what if what if this episode but better kind of thought. Mm-hmm. Which is this could have been less about him becoming a bully and more about him rising in popularity and abusing it in ways that were nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could have told the same story about pride before the fall without feeling that lack of addressing school violence. I feel like the problem is that we don't see his rise because I think if we had seen that, then then they could have told that story more easily. Because when we hear about it from the principal, all we hear is that, like, Mike is now a bad person. We just don't know exactly. It's kind of hazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would have been better if, yeah, the, if the maybe if the violence thread had been removed or if his popularity had not been gained through violence for Mm, one mm -hmm. and then he had not been threatening violence when he lost his popularity i basically it would not be a bully story anymore it'd be more about Mm, popularity mm -hmm. yeah maybe something to do with sports or something Mm -hmm. yeah there yeah there are other ways to tell this story i'm not sure exactly sorry to anybody if this is their favorite episode and we're kind of meh about it (laughs) 
But let's have discussion questions because I want to know what they want us to be thinking about. Um, okay, first discussion question is, should Mike have stood up to Billy Barton? Why or why not? Um, well, that depends on which part of standing up to him you're referring to. Is it the initial confrontation or is it the part where he actually fought him? I have a feeling it's the first confrontation. The first one, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's like, I don't know, that's not a very... It's kind of a yes or no. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue not. You know what I mean? Hard to argue that the kid should not have tried to intervene. I mean, they tell you in the episode why it was the right thing to do. Right, about, like, risking yourself to be loving towards people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's not to say, like, always throw yourself in danger in other people's business. But, like, you know, practice this wisely. Mm -hmm. We already had a discussion about that as regards heroes in the mm -hmm. previous episode. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. When is it more appropriate to turn the other cheek? Whoa, that's kind of a... Huh. That's an interesting question. I feel like it has to do with what specifically is at stake. If it's just your pride, mm -hmm. then turn the other cheek. If this is because someone else will endure harm if you don't stand up for them, it's, it's complicated. It's going to depend on the situation. Yeah, and I think turning turning the other cheek does not mean... Allowing others to suffer. Yeah, or allowing people to abuse you or other people. Mm -hmm. It means it's like a, it's sort of a pacifist kind of protest kind of thing. It's a little bit like holding up a mirror to the person who is wanting to harm you or abuse you. Mm-hmm. With the same same way with the, the rest of the actions that Jesus describes, like somebody tells you to carry their pack for a mile, uh, carry it too. And it's just like you imagine this is like a practice in the ancient world where the Roman soldier like makes you carry their pack and you carry it for a mile and then they're like, all right, you're done. And then you're just like, nah, I'll go with you. Like they're bound to start being like, why is this dude doing this? And it kind of forces them to see you as a person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's that kind of... Um, it's like passive, not passive, but it's peaceful, peaceful protest. protest. Yeah, it's peaceful protest. It is forcing someone to see you as a person and forcing them to realize what they're doing to you. And so I feel like turning the other cheek as a practice, like in that sense, that is what Jesus says is the appropriate response to these kinds of things, like when somebody is abusing you. Um, but I feel feel like things change when you need to like defend your life mm -hmm. like there's there is a matter of self-defense and like trying to get away and stuff like he's not saying like oh let somebody beat you to death yeah defending your life or the lives of others mm -hmm. yeah your life and your safety and and things like that but I think turning the other cheek is supposed to be our response to personal injury or like personal slights mm -hmm. in general uh, okay, let's move on to question three. How could Mike have kept himself from becoming a bully? Um, well, if he had actually read the David and Goliath story. Okay, yeah, this is what I was thinking. Is like, well, he could have listened to, like, anyone along the way who told him uh -huh. to not do what he was doing. 
taken the advice of those with more experience and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just had some humility. But once again, it's because we don't really get to see exactly how he became a bully that it's like, we don't know how would he have avoided it in these specific moments mm-hmm. that it developed. We only have that one moment where he had the confrontation with Sam mm-hmm. to look at. Maybe if a crowd of people are cheering your name, just like, you know, be chill. <laughs> don't let it go to your head. But kind of the advice like don't let it go to your head is like, I don't know. It's really hard to get yourself out of a situation like that. You kind of need either a reality check, an intervention, or, you know, lots of prayer. Yeah, you need, exactly, you need practices in your life that um, encourage and develop your humility. Which is why it was so surprising to me that he even became a bully to begin with, because it seemed like he had those kinds of practices in his life. Yeah, like, he was paying attention and stuff. So, yeah, but, again, maybe if we had seen exactly how it went down, then we would have understood. Mm Mm-hmm. Final thoughts? Hmm. Don't bully. Don't be a bully, please. Just, if you're thinking about it, just stop. Don't be a bully. Stop. This is not helpful. I don't don't have any final thoughts. Um, Sundays are not milkshakes. Sundays aren't milkshakes, and that's the real lesson that I needed to learn today. (laughs) That's my reality check. I was getting really arrogant about my frozen treat knowledge. Today just reminded me that I <laughs> I was really trying to make that into something and it was nothing. So I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, as we announced at the beginning of the episode, we're letting you all know our next episode that we're discussing is Rumor Has It. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything about it. Me neither. No, I actually I do because I have read some of the synopses, but um, no spoilers, no teasers, no nothing. There's a rumor involved. (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) What will we learn? You'll have to tune in next week to find out. (laughs) Send us an email at podventuresandodyssey at gmail.com if you have any thoughts about this episode or anything that we've said during. I was about to say, or you could call us, but we don't have a phone. (laughs) Or you can call. Do not call us. Dial some random numbers. See who you get. See who you get and say, I have some thoughts. And they'll probably say, please don't call us. Oh, man. Please don't try to contact us by phone, only by email. It's the only way you're going to reach us, we promise. All right, until next time. Catch you later, Cat's Paws. Bye. Keep talking like that. It'll stick. It'll stick. That'll be your voice. No one will have trouble telling us apart then. (laughs) Now that is true. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to do a voice. (laughs) This is making it into the end. I have a feeling.